0: Hey, kiddos. Welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures and real-life dads with real feelings. You know, it's my birthday today, so I get to do whatever I want. And uh, that means that I'm going to do something a little bit weird today, which is I'm going to talk about a character that most people wouldn't think of as a dad. So we're talking about Metroid today. We're talking about... Samus Aran or Samus Aaron, depending on your favorite pronunciation. I'm going with Aran because Aaron just sounds weird to me. It's like Samus Aaron, like E R I N. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. Now, we all know that Metroid is a girl, but is Metroid a dad? You know, a lesser host might say, no, of course not. Metroid is. A mom, but I'm not a lesser podcast host. I am willing to dive into these complex issues and really get to the meat, you know, um just really crack those bones open, suck the marrow out and um and spit spit it back up into your waiting mouths, like some kind of insane bone eating bird um so I, I just I want to recap. We've talked about this before on the show. You know, back when we first started the show, we talked about what is a dad? And that's a complex question because a dad isn't a father. A dad isn't just a male father figure. Dadness is a quality that any person can embody. That is the working understanding of dadness, according to this podcast. And, you know, we do often talk about on the show, we often do talk about um, male father figures. And we often do talk to, to men who have fathered children or who are parenting children. But I think we can talk about female dads um you know we can we can talk about just like we can talk about uh female masculinity we can talk about female dads um and what does what makes a dad then and that's again it's 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 difficult it's sort of you know it's like pornography i know it when i see it um i can look at someone and say that's a dad and i can look at someone else and say that right there not a dad and so when i come to a character like Samus Aran, sometimes I like to, you know, challenge myself. Um, because this is a character uh, who, who, is, who is a woman, first of all. Um, and that was sort of a reveal for those who, who don't really know the history of this character. Uh, Samus Aran comes from a game series called Metroid. And the first game in this series was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in the late 80s. And in that game, uh, Samus was referred to as male in the instruction manual and sort of just appears as a robot in the game almost. Um, she wears this sort of power-armored suit, but, you know, it just looks like a, a robot. And the Ness's graphics were not uh, particularly high fidelity, so you really have to use your imagination. And, and it does look like you're this robot exploring this cave and shooting monsters and um, and destroying... Uh, Metroids, which are these aliens, um, which I'm going to come back to in a little bit. But if you complete the game in under five hours, um, you get the reveal that Metroid is the girl. And uh, if you keep wondering why I'm referring to her as Metroid, it's sort of a running joke in the same way that people refer to Link from The Legend of Zelda as Zelda. Um, And if you complete the game in under three hours, you... Uh, unlock a pixelated image of her in her bikini and there is actually a code as well uh, that will allow you to play through the game as swimsuit samus the game is kind of noteworthy in that it is one of the early home console games that is not a linear experience of traveling from one end of a screen to another it's a very complex uh, map that you're traversing and you need to unlock certain abilities to access other areas. And that tradition kind of carries on throughout the series. And it that combined with, um, with a Castlevania game, which we previously discussed on the show when Ava Problems was on, we talked about the Dracula of Castlevania. Uh, there's a whole genre now called Metroidvania, which is basically games where you are traversing an environment and need to unlock certain abilities to access areas that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get to. Samus doesn't really communicate throughout most of these games. Uh, there are some exceptions. So in Super Metroid, which is the third game in the series, she has kind of this voiceover dialogue. Um just through text at the beginning of the game. And um, in later games, she talks. So in one game in particular, Metroid, other, um, she does talk quite a lot, but I'm going to get back to that game in a minute. Um, her characterization has always been kind of projected by fans. And unless you count the the comics um, or the, uh, the uh, weird Nintendo cartoons that she was in, um, she doesn't really have much of a personality. She's just kind of this quiet, stoic figure, and um, and in ways, the character can be compared to uh, to the character from from Alien, um, so Ellen Ripley, uh, in that they're both sort of these these women characters who face this alien threat and, uh, and have to overcome it and are basically dealing with horror in space. Um, And that comparison has been made quite a bit between the Metroid series and the alien series. So um, both of those, those games have these alien creatures that are parasitic in some way. So, Obviously, the aliens of Alien um, implant their embryos in a host, which then erupt from their body and kill them. And a big part of that film series is this, uh, is sort of like extending the horror of rape and pregnancy onto all bodies, um, which is a big part of where the psychological terror of that. That film comes from. Um, and then in Metroid, you have these creatures called Metroids, which are kind of these hovering jellyfish that uh, latch onto creatures and suck the energy out of them and kill them and then reproduce through that process of just getting more energy. The difference, I think. I mean, there are there are differences and there are similarities, right? So I think those series have been compared quite a bit. And to me, that, that comparison has never quite rung true. Um, the Alien series, I think, is much more interested in feminine terror and in the terror of being a woman in the world. And the Metroid series never really seemed to be about that to me. I mean, in the earlier games... You just have samus sort of exploring the space on her own, and um you do have this villain named Mother Brain, which is like quite quite feminine but it, to me, the game is not really the game the early games were not really about that, and whereas Ripley is is characterized or is put into this sort of mothering role, especially in um well, in Aliens, with the this sort of child that she rescues, and then also in Alien Resurrection, where she is like actually sort of the mother of these aliens, I don't feel like Samus is put in that position. And some people would argue, well, actually, Merit, there is, at the end of, of Metroid 2, Samus uh, finds the last Metroid, and it's a baby that hatches, and it... Uh, And she doesn't destroy it. It imprints on her and follows her around like a confused child. And she turns it over to these scientists. And I think that's one of the points that's commonly used to talk about sort of the Samus as a mother figure. But my problems with that Well, first of all, the term, like the game never uses the term mother and Samus never describes herself that way. It says that this creature is following her like a confused child and she doesn't really seem to know what to do with it. Um, And instead of sort of taking it, like, you know, uh, instead of, well, she doesn't kill it, first of all, but she also doesn't like feel any particular emotions towards it. Um, She takes it back to this lab to be studied and just sort of sees it as this, this monster, this this ant this dangerous animal that she is taking to be studied to see if it has any useful properties for civilization. And at the beginning of Super Metroid, she has done that and is basically just like, well, I'm off for another job because Samus is a bounty hunter, and that's something that gets lost a lot in these games because uh she does very little bounty hunting. She seems to really just be working for this Galactic Federation like all of the time. But She is ready to just sort of leave when there is a distress signal because Ridley, her nemesis, who is this sort of giant pterodactyl monster who has some resemblance to a xenomorph in his facial structure, um, has sort of, uh, has killed everyone on the station and has stolen the Metroid. And she has to go back and kill him and kill Mother Brain again. And, um... Samus like later encounters the baby Metroid again at sort of the the climax of that of Super Metroid and um basically like it recognizes her and doesn't kill her and then um it ends up sacrificing itself to like to protect her. Um but there's like no indication that she really has any like emotional connection to this creature. Um, It seems to be basically one-sided, and I think to say otherwise is kind of projecting. Throughout the whole game, she's exploring these caves, and that's true of the earlier games in the series as well. And you could say, well, this cave system, in its sort of sprawling nature, and its like organic nature, is an allegory for the female body or for feminine sort of qualities. And you could say that, but you could also say, who spends a lot of time in caves um, in, say, a man cave? Dads, right? And who who sort of spends a lot of time tinkering around and sort of exploring a space and making sure they get through every nook and cranny. And to me, that is more of a dadly quality. I, I guess... Perhaps maybe I'm trying to argue against Samus as a mother and uh, and sort of saying that because she isn't that, then she's a dad. I don't mean to imply that those are mutually constitutive sort of uh, attributes, because I think you can be neither. Um, and I don't think they're necessarily opposites either. But to me, the way that Samus is acting in these games is sort of much more dadly. Um, She doesn't sort of exhibit any of the qualities we might really attach to being a mother, despite the fact that we might want to call her that. And I think the reason that we do want to call her that is simply because she is a woman. And I feel like we, we need to be open to the possibility that she is a dad. And I'd argue that one of the least successful games in the franchise, so definitely the most maligned, uh, is Metroid Other M. And just from the title, I mean, if you look at the acronym, uh, and if you switch the M to the front of Other, uh, this game is really kind of hitting you over the head with this idea of motherhood. And... um one of the reasons this game is so reviled is that it makes Samus sort of a helpless, it, it projects femininity onto Samus in a way that, um, that necessarily makes her helpless and vulnerable. And, um, and that in itself is bad, but then it also introduces this older male character who was actually introduced in a game that was released earlier, but that is set chronologically after this. And the character's name is Adam Malkovich and he is meant to be Samus's superior officer before she left to sort of become a bounty hunter. The problem with this character is that, well, we sort of have to talk about the mechanics of the game because in earlier Metroid games and in most Metroid games, uh, Samus gains access to the space by finding different pieces of equipment that she can integrate with her armor so say she finds uh, this grappling hook technology that lets her climb to a different area or she finds these jet boots that let her uh, jump higher and so she can she can access some other place in other m she starts with all of this equipment but adam won't let her use it and there is a sort of Complex justification for this, um, that I think is somewhat rooted in cultural values, um, and especially around the military, uh, around sort of following orders and um, and discipline and that kind of thing. Uh, but basically, Adam says, "Samus, you can't use all these certain things until I authorize you," and she just agrees. And that you could argue that, okay, basically, she is coming into the situation where he is the commanding officer in this area. And even though she isn't under his command, she used to be and feels some kind of like continuing respect for him. And he says, like, don't fire missiles in the space station. You could blow something up. She might say that makes sense. I won't do that. But there are some things that are just egregious, like. Uh, Samus has uh, an ability called the Varia suit, which protects her from extreme temperatures. And there are parts in this game where Adam refuses to allow Samus to use that and forces her to run through these superheated areas where she's just being harmed and can be killed. And there's really no reason for this. Um, I think one of the reasons why this game is so bad, why the depiction of Samus is so terrible is that it takes samus's dadness away from her and puts it on someone else it makes her into a daughter to me that is a betrayal of the character and i think that's something that people maybe don't talk about much is that you know she is kind of this more of a dad in these other games um and that's one reason why this is so bad and you can also talk about well the character model, you know, in the earlier depictions of Samus, she's like this six foot tall Amazon who weighs like two hundred pounds and is just totally muscled. Um, and in this game, she's like this lithe, like well, sort of lithe, but huge hipped, like huge tits, blonde, beautiful woman um, in this very delicate way. And um, and even in the original. Introduction of the character Adam, which is in Metroid Fusion, which I mentioned is the game that was released prior to to other M, but chronologically set afterwards. In that game, Adam is dead, and there is this computer who has the name Adam that Samus is communicating with, and uh, she she reflects on this guy Adam, her mentor in that game, and talks about how he was, you know, her commanding officer and um, sort of the smart, uh, tactical guy, but she never talks about him as as a father figure, um, that's something that was introduced in Other M, and um, I think it's a very different kind of dynamic because in Fusion, Samus is, is still making her own decisions. She disobeys this computer on several occasions. Um, she sort of does whatever the fuck she wants, and um, in Other M that's taken away from her and i guess i don't mean to imply that dadness is uh just agency because that's not necessarily true but there is this paternal figure that isn't present in any of the other games that um that isn't samus and that is um this other this man who no one really needs to care about because he is no one he's just some guy Um, and there are other qualities in this game that, you know, Samus is historically this sort of tough, no nonsense kind of figure, um, who, who does her job and, and sort of, um, does kind of what she likes. And in this game, she's, uh, just put in these like humiliating situations. The character is, uh, given PTSD when she fights Ridley, which is kind of strange. Um, the justification is that, oh, this is the monster that killed her parents uh, when she was a child, but she's faced this creature a half a dozen times before this game chronologically and never had any trouble. Um, and just th- in general, the character is this sort of, wee- like a child Um it's just I think that is the reason why this game is so poorly received by by fans of the series um is that Samus is is treated as like a child rather than an adult and specifically a dad. You know, I think a better game would have been Metroid Other F. I think that that would have been good um if we could could explore that, but Instead we we got this game that was really invested in making Samus into this this child girl. Um I think Samus is a dad. I don't know how else to say it. And it's my birthday, so I think legally you are required to uh believe me on that. Um you know, basically I I'm not, you know, I don't know that I necessarily need to convince anyone of this, but um, I just think it's worth exploring these figures. And, And I think with someone like Samus who, with whom it's really easy to be like, oh, Samus is a mom. I think it's interesting to sort of argue like, well, what if Samus was a dad? What if the opposite? And I think doing that can help us understand these categories a little better. And it can sort of dispel some of our easy associations. Um, you know, just because Samus is a girl, just because Metroid is a girl doesn't mean Metroid is the mom. Um, I'm gonna stop now, I think, but um, you know, just let's just reflect on that. Um Samus is a dad. If I say it enough times, then um then it'll be true. So um, I want to thank everyone for supporting Stay Mean through our sub- first support month. Um, and if you haven't already, you can still go to staymean.vip and fill out our listener survey and get a link to rate and review us on iTunes. Both of those things tremendously help us. And uh, yeah, until next week, uh, be good. Bye, kiddos. Is it done? Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Me at dadfeelings.com slash support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album, Foiled Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter we're at dadfeelings and at stay mean co or rate and review us in itunes we really appreciate it thanks for listening